1: We want compassion and we want mercy but because we're immature in it sometimes we think we know better than our father we think our justice is more complete and our compassion is more complete than his he is love he is the source and definition of it and he loves you and he loves your neighbor and he loves your enemy he loves us so much more completely than we can comprehend
0: God is the source of love And as his child, you too need to be showing that love to those around you. As Pastor David continues his teaching, he'll be challenging you to love one another so that others will see something's different about you. You need to show the gospel by your actions, not just preach. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, And our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 17, as he continues his message, Unknown God.
1: From a place of trusting that he meets more, the cup overflows. He gives us more than we need. The hundred percent, everything he's asking for of you is coming from an understanding that he supplies it all. I I don't have enough to do I don't have enough time or energy or money to to do all the things that God wants me to do. You don't have the time and energy and money and wisdom to do all that God wants you to do on your own. He wants to do more through you than you're capable of doing. And it starts with that understanding of trust that he's he supplies it all. And he loves you. He's not coming from a place of an angry boss trying to make you meet the bottom line or a needy, you know, it's not this emotional need from him. He has it all. He's perfectly sufficient. You're right, sorry. And because he's sufficient, it frees us up. And so the next thing to look at, verse 26, let's look a little bit more at that, at his heart in that. He says, he's made from one blood every nation of men, to dwell on the face of the earth. He's determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. Because in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of the Greek poets have said, we also are his offspring. Have you ever thought about or been confronted with the question of what, like, what happens to people who haven't, who never heard the name of Jesus, right? Who, you know, they, somebody born and died, who was born and died before Jesus walked the earth, what happened to them? We should think through, what is, you know, what does God's justice mean if I can only be saved through, through trusting him, through trusting Jesus? How does that, what does that mean about the people who had never heard about the Middle Eastern carpenter who, who is Jesus, in Ecclesiastes 3, he tells us that he has made everything beautiful in its time, and he has put eternity into our hearts. But no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. he's, he's set us in this mysterious universe to direct our attention to him. He has put each of us exactly where we are so that, right, you're hearing this message right now, that you're, you're hearing about God right now. That even the person who has grown up with no concept of who Jesus is has creation to direct their hearts to reach out to him. And he says, if you reach out, he'll find him. He will reveal himself. It, sometimes he does it through visions, sometimes he does it through, you know, just people getting to know him through prayer. He he but he does reveal himself. There's lots of stories of people in cultures totally removed from Jesus, finding him separate from even a missionary necessarily going to them sometimes he he a lot of times he wants us to be involved in the process but he doesn't neglect anyone and that's really important for us to understand because our our trust in God's justice and his compassion is is foundational to the way we live if we're not confident that he's just then we're not secure, right? Then we're operating out of this place of of lack or fear. But we can trust that he is good. And I think a lot of this, especially in our culture, comes from a misunderstanding of God's holiness. We think of God's holiness as though it's this, you know, mathematical, cold-hearted, you know, well, if you don't meet the standard trust in Jesus, you don't go to heaven. And so if you've never done the western evangelical picture of that where you pray to prayer and walk to the front of the pews then that means that all the people in other cultures who met jesus differently that that it's somehow different we 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 have such a small understanding of of who jesus is and instead of realizing that god's holiness is what makes him so trustworthy this uh theologian named jackie perry wrote If God is holy, that means, right, he can't sin. If he can't sin, he can't sin against you. If he can't sin against you, doesn't that make him the most trustworthy person there is? No one more kind, more compassionate. And as God's offspring, as his image bearers, he tells us we're made in his image, in that place, our sense of mercy, our sense of justice and compassion, that comes from him. But the problem that we run into is that like, Children often do. We, we think sometimes that we know more of it than he does. We've received this from our father, right? We have this family trait with our father that we want justice and we want compassion and we want mercy. But because we're immature in it, sometimes we think we know better than our father. We think our justice is more complete and our compassion is more complete than his. He is love. He is the source and definition of it and he loves you and he loves your neighbor and he loves your enemy. He loves us so much more completely than we can comprehend. Over and over he tells us that he is love, that he defines it, but we we misunderstand it and we redefine it and then we get upset that that God's love is more complete and more holy and more compassionate than than we can wrap our minds around and we get frustrated with the fact that the infinite God is infinite. He's bigger than we can wrap our minds around. But that, the fact that he's bigger than we can wrap our minds around is not a bad thing. And if you think about it, if God never offends you, if the God you worship never offends you, you probably are not worshiping the true God. Jesus said he came to bring a sword. People walked away when he shared. Because when Almighty God confronts us with the truth and our corrupted, fallen lifestyles come in contact with us, it's offensive. I still get offended by Jesus sometimes because I'm, Im-, I'm still immature, right? I'm still growing in him. I am not yet made perfect. And so there's times where when the light shines in, it hurts the darkness inside of me, but that's not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. It means my understanding of love is still growing. If you struggle with this, if this is an area where you're, where you're struggling with the heart of God, I, I encourage you to really look into who Jesus is. He, he tells us, that he is the express image of God. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. And he came and lived with us. Right? Think about what a, what a display of compassion that he stepped into humanity and felt everything that we feel and bore the consequences of our sin onto himself. Right? He, he is the picture of compassion, but he's also the judge. He's also the one who's going to hold us accountable. And he's alive. And so you can ask him your questions about these things. You can ask him why he does things the way he does. You can know him. And if you really want to know, he promises he'll answer you. It might take a while. Some of the stuff takes time for us to grow into understanding it fully, but he'll answer you. He speaks to a lot of it right there in Scripture. And the stuff that's hard for us to wrap our minds around is part of the beauty of getting to know him. We're still, right, in any relationship, you grow in that understanding. We get to know him. In verse 29, we're going to dig into that big question of judgment. He says, since we are the offspring of God, we shouldn't think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, our times of ignorance got overlooked, but he commands all men everywhere to repent, to turn to him because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. And he's given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead.
0: As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? Thanks for praying. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m., and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We also offer Spanish translation at our services, and you can find out more on our website. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family online. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for being part of this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.